Andy, are you still reading the brief now? No, I'm literally Nat, trying Nat, to read Nat, are you still my reading the brief fact. now? No, I'm just... What? How big is your food No, it's fact? just really easy to confuse the two. Oh, okay. Ooh, juicy. Anyway, welcome yeah. to the More Than Muscle podcast. Hello. <laughs> we're, back, we're back for episode three. How are you guys doing? You alright? Yeah, all good. These all two good are week. as well as as well prepared as uh, as ever. So <laughs> excited to have these fun facts. Bloody marvelous! <laughs> Gives me something to do all week. No, exactly. Really. Actually, do some work. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I thought we would we would get into getting old. I suppose I, I suppose we're all aging. Let's not have an existential crisis in the intro. Um, but how getting old affects your training, uh, ways to optimize it as, as you start to, uh, you know, creaking a little bit more and more, uh, break out the WD-40 and all that. Uh, <laughs> um, but I thought we'd kick off with our, with our facts theme this week, yes. food, accent slash uh, voice, the voice this week. I'd like, uh, well, the best food in the world is, is allegedly from France and then the best food in France is from Paris. So I thought a Parisian chef. Classic, classically trained, ideally, but um, uh, I feel who, like Garçon. I feel there like Andy is like ready with it. He's, he's, I did mine I first can, last time. You have to do it. No hiding I places. I could actually okay. see. You didn't the, do the accent last time. You did now. not do the so accent. We were, we're going to kick kick off with you. And I'm actually. You did not do the accent. I'm actually a bit French. <laughs> really? Yeah. What? I'm an <laughs> an eighth French. Yeah. Really. Oh, fun! That's a fun fact in itself. The la- that's the lazy side of her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, well, let's not get cancelled in the intro. At least I'm only an eighth lazy. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you want to kick us off with your with your food fact? Sure. Here we go. One no. <laughs> <laughs> the French accent. A one in every. For hazelnut will turn into Nutella. Vit. That's an actual like fact. Claudia, I'm not fucking. Yeah. One in every four hazelnuts will turn into Nutella. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. This now. is your. I'm, I'm amazed, but that's the exact same that's fact that I have. Stop. I joke, You're look joking. On, look on the briefing. It's got You're my fact blocked out. No. If, you, if you unblock, if you put it into into <gasps> black text, that you is are actually joking. That is my fact. And in the words of Arsene Wenger, I did not see it. <laughs> I did not see it. Andy, I did not see it. Andy, is this the funny point? You have the, the exact same food factors. Oh you my gosh. I what, do, do not. you want to use my carrot one? Oh yeah, no, that was good. So on the way over here, Nat was, uh, Nat was talking about the other facts that she'd rehearsed. So, um, um, uh, baby carrots are uh, <laughs> not actually carrots. They are, uh, how you say, uh, <laughs> 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 Large carrots chopped up. Chopped. <laughs> chopped. <laughs> um, they are shaved. Yeah, they no, they just they're just shaved down, so they're just yeah, yeah smaller bits of, of a large proper sized oh, carrot. Not yeah. and that's why they've never got the skin on. Thank you, Nat, for bailing that's me okay, out there. No worries. With the I backup fat. The, the same. odds on that, that's ridiculous. <gasps> you know where the other there's also another quarter of hazelnuts that actually go into Ferrero Rocher's. Ferrero Rocher. Ferrero Rocher. Andy, give us your best, your, your best French. La merveille. The lemon flute. But the lime sink. Ah, interesting. Comes down to density. Nice. You know what I mean? 
What, what, what is the oh, difference between okay. them, to be honest yeah. with you? Like, the lime sinks <laughs> oh, because the lime is... Denser. Denser. Ah, it comes down to the physiques. Physiques. Heavy drop. <laughs> I would float. You and would it would float. sink. Very good. <laughs> For example. Exactly. You are a lime. You are you a lemon. You are a fucking lemon, Gaza. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. The doom. <laughs> I also have one more for backup. Too late. Calorie for calorie, healthy food costs up to 10 times more than junk food. Surely that's so right. again, completely subjective as to what healthy food is. Exactly. Right. I know, that's why I didn't say it. Pizza like, is lettuce. healthy. Lettuce is fucking cheap. And the Domino's. It's not though. Domino's is expensive though. Yeah. You pay like 20 quid for a medium pizza or something. Yeah, no, but look how many calories you get. That's why you drink Compared beer. to a lettuce. Yeah. Ah, uh, calorie drink. for calorie. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. You need to um, imagine imagine how much lettuce you'd need to make. Right, so if you bought Domino's. a whole romaine, which mm. is like 10 calories mm. and it's like 90p, yeah. mm. whereas if you get a massive pizza yeah. and yeah. 10 calories, it's like the little calories, pepperoni yeah. on top. But. Mm. That's why you drink beer to save water. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and we're rolling. So let's get into the main discussion, guys. Um, talking about aging uh, and, and how that impacts your training, how we can uh, counteract certain things. Because I think uh, a large a large reason why a lot of people work out we're all having a, a little bit of a crisis. We'd like to you know, stick around for a few more years. Um, so I thought we'd just briefly unpack how, how exercise can help delay and sometimes even reverse uh, the the negative side effects um, of aging. Um, Andy, I'm aware you've got you've got a client of yours um, who you've done a, done a fair bit of work with. Who's had some fantastic results. She was 80. Now she's 20. <laughs> unbelievable. She's, she's Benjamin Buttoned. It. Fucking unbelievable. <laughs> Biggest result I've ever had. You know I mean? <laughs> she she's a rocket. <laughs> but yeah, she's done well. What, 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 what was the, what was the condition that she had before uh, she osteoporosis? Did? Yeah, I think we've trained for well, it's three years on and off because of the pandemic. Um, increased her bone density by fifty percent in the first year, and then went mm. back for a checkup, and it increased again by fifteen percent in the second. So seventy five percent bone density increase. So it's helped her. Mm. Um, obviously, there's some medication she's taken along the way with it to help. It's not solely that, but. Mm. It definitely shows the impact resistance training has had on her with her osteoporosis. Yeah, I think that's that's a, that's a massive thing. Just structurally, you start to you start to wear down as you age. So, but training smart is a, is a massive thing about it. Nat, uh, mm. have you have you got any other other older clients that you've worked with? Yeah, that you've had, I have had results with. Uh, my oldest client is uh, eighty two, mm. um, and I train her online, and I've been training her now for about four years. And so if anyone thinks that they're too old to start a personal training, it's absolute <laughs> rubbish. Yeah, but wait, yeah. if anyone thinks they're too old to use the internet and Zoom, it's yeah, absolute yeah. rubbish because yeah, yeah, yeah. she yeah. can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's had great, great results. And it's just, like, I'm just, she's just moving, moving mm. her around the house, like, yeah. a, like, sitting down in her chair getting up without using her arms to like push herself up yeah like small weights it's just like moving her body weight around and it's just made such a difference to just how she tackles everyday life yeah and what's, what what are, what are some of the keys that you guys have implemented in the programs that you've you've given them like because obviously you've got to take a slightly different approach training someone in their 30s to someone in their 80s like um how, how did you go about uh, designing programs for these two 
I think one of the main things that I've tried to look after is there's less leeway on skill mm. being bad. So, you know, making sure that you you set them up correct. I've also been tentative tentative on the loading to start with because of that reason. Not to say that you don't do that with someone that's really young, it's just the risk factor is a lot greater, mm. so there's more stringency on it. Mm. That's probably the main thing. And the second yeah. thing is understanding that you really need to understand your energy systems because for one their max heart rate isn't what a 10 year old would be so yeah of course not to spill yeah. them over the edge yeah, yeah ballpark 220 minus your age isn't it yeah yeah just, yeah, yeah. just for, for a ballpark although obviously there's there's some yeah. some flex with that yeah but yeah repetition loads and loads of repetition mobility and also like little and often as well the session doesn't need to be a full hour three times a week mm. um so yeah just keep keeping that ticking over yeah. keeping the repetition in there really mm. really works um but i was looking on um bone density how quickly it can actually build up yeah um i was doing a little bit of research this morning um and it says building bone density takes three to four months to start to build in young in younger adults and longer for those with osteoporosis and also the elderly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you really need to play the long game when it comes to so the, that. So the, the medication that this person was taking was, so you have something with bone density, you have osteoblasts and osteoclasts. Mm-hmm. The clasts clear the bone, the blasts build the bone. So the medication was stopping the clasts mm-hmm. so that we had a greater chance when we were doing our resistance training to allow it to rebuild without too much class happening. Because I guess someone with osteoporosis has a high speed on the class bit. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think a massive thing people are struggling with nowadays is that when you move past what what, what you might call your prime years, so out of mm. your your I'm where for males I think it's your early twenties. I'm not sure. Nat, do you know? No, what, you're when, late. I think it's like your late twenties. Late twenties for females. Well, I think even for no, even for men, I think it's like thirty. And then mm. I think for women it's like twenty eight. Mm. I think it's when you build. I think I, I think it's it's less so with explosiveness because I think they talk about it when they're doing oh, okay. scouting for professional sports. Is you are at your quickest at that oh, point. I see. But obviously your training age is more advanced when you get to your late twenties, thirty ish, so that you're probably stronger, mm. but you're not as quick, mm-hmm. or, or you're potentially more robust as well. But then it's once you start moving past that. Obviously, I think people can suffer whenever you're training with intensity you know five six days a week all through your 20s you know you start to get into your 30s and then your cartilage is wearing down Mm. uh you haven't got as much as synovial fluid around your joints and things start creaking things start aching and it's i I don't i don't know how much experience you guys have had not necessarily personally for that's attacking you guys a bit but um (laughs) maybe experience with that with clients that you've trained through the years as they sort of transition and maybe you've had to back off ever so slightly or have you have you just pushed on on through I think people that have been training for years with us don't tend to have these problems too much because yeah. they're more robust and they've been doing things properly to stay strong and mm. move well and all the rest of it. But when we see people that have been doing things not so good over the years, the difference I find is the amount of warm-up they need to get going. Um, whereas you might need a set mm. and you're in and you're yeah. so yeah. Yeah, it's okay definitely, definitely the warm-up. Um, and also yeah. it, it's things like arthritis as well some of these people have arthritis from playing sport over the years from you know all these things that happen wear and tear and 
it takes them longer to get the fluids going. So yeah. that's the major difference that I see. Um, also, which ha- which has a huge impact, no matter what age you're coming in, is what you've done previously leading yeah. up to that. So let's say I have a 50-year-old guy that's come in and he's come to see me for the first time. He's never stepped foot in the gym before. He mm. walks his dog now and again. He's never done any any form of training, but he's decided that he wants to get fit. Fine. The approach there is different than if somebody is stepping into the gym for the first time, but has so much background in in like a sport, or they did cycling, or yeah. they walk ten miles a day. It's the first time they've been to the gym, but they've had they have all of this background, mm-hmm. and yeah, the the body just does respond differently you Mm. just have to take that into consideration but yeah yeah i mean it's not to say that the other person can't do it you still can there's just other things you need to consider that's an interesting thing that i've actually (laughs) you're talking about the activity all outside of the gym i had a client start with me not long ago and he was a really avid runner and he was complaining about his knees hurting Mm. and he's since starting with me he's training four times a week now in the Mm. gym and he's tapered back his running and his knees are getting so much better Mm. and he was struggling because he was he was a bit of a bit of a thin rake Mm. and now he's always wanted to put on size and he's not quite understood why Mm. but it's almost the over activity outside of the gym has been sort of well both wearing down his knees and b um, mm. Preventing him from being in that calorie surplus, yeah. um, which he struggled with. So that's just a just a weird thing. You th- you think, oh yeah, I need to need to keep up all these all these good yeah. habits. But in his case, he was probably just overstretching himself. Yeah, I think as you as you get older as well, I think your your goals and your maybe your responsibilities change, so your mm. goals shift as well. Nah, well, I'm forever. <laughs> it's forever going to be for beach season. I'm going to be going to be 85. <laughs> I'm gonna be like that. Yeah, have you seen the Southern Comfort advert? Yeah, he's wearing like <laughs> whatever oh, yeah. like the tight little shorts, like leather shoes, <laughs> walking down the beach, yeah. flexing yeah. at everyone. Yeah, that's 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 honestly goals. When, I, when I'm a pensioner, <laughs> each their own. <laughs> Andy, what's your goal when you get old? Do you reckon your goals are gonna shift? Yeah, I want to be fat, sitting on the beach, smoking a cigar, and eating loads of halloumi. <laughs> I think my goal definitely has. Mine's definitely like shifted. What's it shifted to as you've as you've sort of got older? More um performance, how I'm feeling. Hmm. Um like rest, recovery, but then like performing hmm. well when I'm training. Hmm. Um yeah, so, I like don't Go on, carry on. No, no, no. I was just, just going to say that it's interesting you guys talking about these goals. And I I think some of this is to do with age, absolutely, yeah. and how your goals and you mature. But I think also there's a commonality of as you get older, you also go into a, a lot of people are in relationships or mm. longer term relationships. Mm. And therefore, their focus on their physique shifts away. And they yeah. maybe think about, oh, I'll get strong or I'll improve my mobility and stuff whereas i've got some clients who are in their 30s who may have previously been like i'd rather focus on this and that and the other and they start up and then all of a sudden if they're out of relationship they change they they go on a dime and they're like i just want to get wham or i want to look like as fit as possible because you've got that single 
I'm looking to attract. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Like, like someone else. So because I, oh, that... I, I mean, I always did. I always used to have that goal. Yeah. As well, and I think it just got a bit repetitive. Like, mm. oh, what are you gonna do this year? Oh yeah, want to go to look good again? If <laughs> 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 I can look good every day, yeah. <laughs> For me, it's just like I've achieved it already. So it's like I need something more challenging. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's it's so like quite um, easy to do it if you put your mind to it kind yeah. of thing you know I think it's a challenge with exercise that it's a, it's a repetitive nature and when as you get older and you're doing it for years and years and years and so you've trained for a, over a decade mm-hmm. you do get bored if you are forever just doing bodybuilding mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. subjective want to shift to mm-hmm. something else it's subjective not objective so it's hard to like once you've done it it's just like yeah I look good but do I mm-hmm. maybe yeah exactly with Could the other I look goals better? it's tangible yeah so, no. so I think that's where like goals shift as well or yeah. like you become parents and you're more sleep deprived mm. and your joints start aching you're, you you can't walk as long as mm. you used to that that kind of thing I think that's the stuff that starts taking up on mm. picking up on people and like people come in yeah I want to lose 10 pounds or whatever fine mm. but also when you start getting to like the nitty gritty as to why they want to lose 10 pounds then that's like the real goals. Yeah, I think that's that's a real motivation for for people in the gym for for years and years and years is is knowing I need to switch up my routine and you may need help and you may need to start from scratch, mm. but starting from scratch and doing something completely different is much better than just stopping altogether. I've, mm. body, I've done bodybuilding mm-hmm. for fifteen years. I'm now bored. I'm going to stop doing it. Versus I'm going to go in the gym, start at the very bottom, build myself up at Olympic weightlifting. And I know it's still going to be good for me, but I've just got to reset, and that that gives you that new energy, that new motivation to actually work hard yeah. or something, which I think is really important for a lot of people. But mm. also, I think people who are going into the gym, they don't necessarily no. need a goal. Yeah, but they also don't know no. what they're doing. No, they don't. But they don't. You don't. You don't have to have a goal and if you're going the into the gym. It's the goal that stunts them. Yeah, it sometimes so it does because it, yeah. yeah, that they don't actually do. Or they things. think that they're so far away from the goal mm. that there's no, there's yeah, no. But point. for example, they're like, I need to lose ten kilos, and right, that's cool. But I love your client voice, by the way. Instead of like, <laughs> instead of doing the things that they actually need to do to lose ten kilos, they'll stick to the thing that they think they need to do, like. I need to do two hours on a treadmill, or I have to do every day of this. I was thing. thinking about this the we other don't. day, um, like overrated things with health and fitness, and then underrated things yeah. with it that people do with health and fitness. So like overrated, like meal timings, how quick your metabolism is, so how many, <laughs> how many meals you have to have in a day, cardio. Um, and then i think like things that are underrated like fucking breakfast lunch and dinner like have that like good good sleep mm-hmm. that kind of recovery yeah like all of that is underrated Decent but that's like period. your fundamentals mm. yeah no I, I i completely agree i mean to shift from the the other end of the spectrum obviously we're talking as you're getting older your 30s mm. 40s and then you know even the upper end of your 80s um, shift it way back um, we're talking about aging and you probably go through the most development physically when you're in your teenage adolescence mm. so what are some of the contingencies that you have to take there obviously you're factoring in 
growth plates, your levers are changing length, like as you go through puberty, everything, you boys, you've got a ton of testosterone to work with. Yeah, um, yeah Andy, I know you've got a, you've got a cricketer a client that yeah. you're also uh, a teenager. One of, the, one of the hardest things is that you teach them a skill and then they grow and then you've got to teach them it again because their whole proprioception changes. Mm. And up until the stage where they completely stop growing, you have to continuously work on the skill because it's going to be ever changing. Mm. So that's one of the biggest challenges. Um, and not getting frustrated when you're coaching them because they could do it yesterday, but they can't do it today mm. because of those reasons. Because some of these kids, they grow like unbelievably. I mean, I'm sure you'd know. You yeah. must have had a yeah. growth spurt where you went from being a normal height to being exceptionally tall. Yeah. And it happens quite quickly and you're like, whoa, these are my arms. These are my legs. I didn't have these <laughs> before. Now I need to do, like catch a ball or play basketball like you do or whatever yeah. it is. So that's number one. And then number two is like, giving them good enough exposure, but also allowing them to have fun. Mm. Because as a kid, they want to just carry on and keep going mm. and keep going. But then obviously quality at work diminishes as well. So that's a hard challenge. Yeah. Um, yeah, you really them. have to meet that in the middle. I train a, um, a girl, she's fif- 15. Mm. And it's like having that middle ground where she comes and she enjoys what she's doing but I'm also giving her good stuff that yeah. she can that she can keep and and it will work for her for life. But at the same time, like the machines look really cool. Like the mm. stepper looks great. Like <laughs> booty Ste- bands. Stepper with kicking back, kickbacks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've just seen it on Instagram. <laughs> so yeah, you you kind of have to find that balance yeah um you you really suffer when you're young as well and i've i've been very guilty of this of um feeling invincible mm. like going like any situation and he's smiling at me um uh, i still do Dunning kruger effect um but yeah no absolutely i i like i still feel like oh i can't get hurt i'll i, I just want to keep doing this and like you say as you shift as you get uh, bigger taller um you get newbie gains as well as mm. you know going through puberty so you get a lot stronger a lot quicker but then to taper that back, maybe they've got more of a mental block as well when you're a teenager. So you've got to factor that in of, yes, I'm getting much, much, or I'm getting very, very strong in a very short period of time, relatively, obviously. Mm, I think, um, so yeah. tailing that back yeah, can be a challenge. You get the, the opposite as well. So you get people that really feel crap. They're mm. like, ah, oh, you know, my body's changing. I'm, or it's not I changing like and it, someone yeah. else is, like everyone else in the year group looks like a certain way or... yeah. And they're not, and then you're like, express yourself in the gym. Yeah, they don't want it. They're like hiding, and so you get the whole confidence thing as well. That's that's a hard, that's a hard thing. I was very much like you. I thought I could do whatever I, I wanted, and then you like. Yeah. But you, you, realize, like you both grew up on sport. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's true. I think that gives you confidence from. Mm. from yeah, but from I grew up on yeah. sport, and I was one of the biggest in my year group. Mm. So everything felt easy because I was a lot stronger than everyone. And then all of a sudden, I was the shortest. And I was playing in a position where you're supposed to be the biggest. Mm. And I was like, fuck, I now need to change my position. So now I'm relearning something. I'm used to being the best, but now I'm like mediocre in my position. So Mm. then I had to deal with the psychology of not necessarily starting every week. Mm. And then trying to relearn it. And then I'm like, right, so now I'm going to start training in the gym because I need to do something about it. And that's where that came from. But then you get the kids that just grow so much. And like throughout their whole youth, they're playing in the elite level of sport. Then all of a sudden it Mm. catches up and they make a big drop and they're not even playing in the elite level anymore and they just don't play anymore. Mm. It's done because they're not used to that struggle. 
I have an immense amount of bitterness actually about a similar sort of thing with uh, myself because um, when you're kind of the tallest you've got in your school, college, local team, whatever it is, um, you get dumped into the biggest position, like you say, and I was in the same exact position. I got dumped into a centre position, which is the tallest guy in a basketball court, traditionally. But the tricky thing is, a professional basketball player, a centre would be at least 6'10", 6'11", minimum. Mm. So the fact is, if you give a, t a young teenager and you train them exclusively to be in that position, mm. unless you know categorically that they're going to have a massive growth spurt and get to that height, you are effectively teaching them something which they're then going to, it's going to be a little redundant. bit redundant, yeah. or at least on a professional level. So I can still go into a lot of like local games and stuff and be mm. the tallest guy and I could, I could be a centre. I'm, I'm still not. I've taught myself to play a smaller position. But I, it just does just make you bitter. At the young coaching level, you should coach mm. like the most amount of skill possible. Not yeah. you're, you're bigger than people now. Thing I'm going to teach you the skills which are going to be useful for you yeah. for the next two years and that's it. Absolutely, I can relate to that yeah. even in football. But it's like I, I was really bitter about it up until about a few years ago. Mm. Because still playing football at a decent level, and you know, you think, oh, what if? But the truth is, if I never had that level of challenge, I probably wouldn't be the coach that I am today. Mm. And so I found myself in a different light, in a different way, doing quite well doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I wonder what would have happened if I didn't have that. No, adversity shapes you. Adversity absolutely shapes you. And I think yeah. that that's, that's an integral part of you know, growing up and you know, even as you go through life. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. That was better. Than that last was better. It was better than last week. week. I, I'm, you I'm, can I'm, less, you? No, I'm just less nasally this week, so less I was like, I, 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 every morning, do you go to Taylor and go, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. I do, and you don't want to know what I do afterwards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in the red corner, <laughs> waiting. Uh, not as heavy as he'd like to be. <laughs> He's lanky. <laughs> so guys, Royal Rumble this week. Uh, three different points of view. We're all gonna we're all gonna argue our case. I think this is gonna, this is gonna be a good one. Um, I'm ex I'm excited about oh, it. No. Um, <laughs> so gonna lay out the topic I want you to argue tooth and nail for this all right no matter how it feels it might actually be quite uplifting now I'm now I'm looking at it so your points of view Nat your point of view is that Max is the best trainer trainer at more than muscle <laughs> Andy your point of view is Nat is the best oh, trainer at more than muscle <laughs> and Andy your no no me um uh, my perspective is that Andy you are you are the best. This should be the quarterly. So I think, this is so good. So, so I think well Andy done, you're the Max. best. Nat you think I'm the best. Andy you think, think Nat's I'm the best. best. I think Nat is the best. When you when you're ready, three two one go. Well you need to train with Max because he always reaches the you know when people put the collars right at the top of the squat rack and no oh, one yeah. can reach him like you're that is that is, if you want the good collars like not the ones that like you can sort of like you know Slide gonna off. slowly come off exactly or the ones that pinch your fingers like. well no no I, I disagree with that you want Andy because uh, that way when he's demonstrating and he re racks the bar it's at the height that's ready for you already if, if it was me it would be three rungs too high for you so Andy's Andy's the absolute G that you Boy. need on and the you scene. definitely need to be training with Nat because you know. 
don't even worry about racking the bar. You're lucky if she's there 10 minutes early. What? Wait, she's 10 what? minutes late. I'm always there. I'm always <laughs> there early. back her properly. I'm backing her yeah, up. Yeah, just back me. I am and, backing and, you. You're 10 minutes early. You never back me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a road man and, you, and he's got great <laughs> chat. If you Actually, talk, speaking of lateness, Max ooh. is never late. Hey, ah, there you go. There you go. He's always and that always going. brings the coffee in for everyone every morning. Oi, oi, there we go. That's what that's, that's what we like. I feel like I was semi passive aggressive. Yeah. Um, if you love love talking about football, like I know a lot of blokes do, I'm shit at it. Nat, I, I can't really speak for you. To be honest with you, no. Andy's Andy's your man. He'll, he'll tell you what's going man. on with Spurs yeah. if if you're that way inclined. Yeah. Um, if you want to know all about the latest. Yeah, I'm ready for this. Oh, <laughs> the latest of what's going on, Too Hot to Handle, the new Netflix series. Like, Max is your guy. I've, I've only seen series one. Series one, he's a little bit behind I'm a, on series I'll catch two. up, I'll catch up. If you ever need uniform, that's your woman. She absolutely, I'll, I'll back you there. No, no, she <laughs> and, then if, and then if you need a man to model the uniform, Andy's your man because he's repping right now. He's got he's got the beanie on. Actually, if you ever need, if you ever need fashion advice, oh. Max is your Max is Fashion. Your guy. fashion. Hey. So he's a fashion. He he actually always gives good advice. And if you need and a he, sweaty Betty discount, just go to Nat because oh, the whole yeah. clan base has got it. Sorting you out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take it away from me. <laughs> take it off her, please. It cost me so much fucking money, Jinon. <laughs> if uh, if you want to know all about it, it, well, I tell you what, a lot of clients struggle sleeping. So what they can get Andy, your trainer, to do is explain anything anatomy-based. And then straight away, that sleep quality, that recovery is getting better every day just by having Andy as your guy. If you need any hair advice. <laughs> to, to Maximus. If you need any advice about eating vegetables, Max is your guy. <laughs> Max is your plant, isn't it? Plant that seed for them, isn't it? <laughs> This is quite up. This, this is quite it's, good. It's, it's, we it's, need it's, to do this. I like this. I think this is this is going to be like a weekly group activity. Regardless, I feel like of the Andy podcast. hasn't given me any confidence. You have. I feel like you are so connected. You could train with Nat anywhere in the world. Oh, that's you? true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Zoom that out. Bang. Right. You're in New Zealand. She's on the scene. No, I'm saying <laughs> this should have been better for the mediation. Median. Well, see, I think I feel like this is this is. I feel like half of them are backhanded, and some of them are quite genuine. <laughs> But we got through it, guys. Yeah, yeah. That was, I feel like we're all winners now. I Fucking like love I'm that. I'm ready to crack on with life. Well, I think Annie's <laughs> the best trainer. Fuck you all. I also, yeah. It's great. Actually, you know, Annie, Annie's not here, but just, just so you know, she's better than all three of us. <laughs> Everything we just said. It's yeah, all, in, all in one. Job done. We should do one of these podcasts in the pub, though. Love that. Dan and Queen Vic. The oh, podcast. Yes. The podcast. I, I bet you that's that. already taken. That's going to be trademarked by someone. Yeah. Surely. Anyway, guys, back to back to the topic of aging. I thought, Andy, do you want to kick us off with uh, with menopause? That's what... Uh, What's a fucking excuse that is? Bloody hell, I <laughs> can't train today. Yeah, I'm doing menopause. Well, it's a natural part of aging for women, obviously. And but, men, um, fuck me. I've seen some of them. Jeepers. <laughs> men, um, a pause. Pause your session. <laughs> Tempo pause on your squats while you get at it. You lot, it's a yeah. real issue with a lot of our client base, to be honest. It's mm. not. 
all the, the men. way that you just all the bloody men they're I, all the same no, no, I was opening this question mostly up to you to be honest with you I was, I was hoping Honestly, you would you would potentially cover some like of this for us I you need to educate yourself more on hey that. I wrote a book on menopause you know how many symptoms there are with um, the menopause fucking hundreds um, hot flushes headaches hundreds um, it could almost I, be a covid symptom Oh. Minimum is 34. Bloody hell, you lot are so symptoms. complex. I'm not sure I could name 34 you symptoms. You lot are so bloody anything. complex. <laughs> wow. That's, no, that, that, that's so crazy. complex. That's a lot so, of things. Like, no. Joking aside and stuff, obviously. Yeah. Here we go. What? No, it does I'm, affect I'm genuinely a lot of people. No, I'm genuinely. I bloody do. I studied it. <laughs> In well, our, list, format, our listeners haven't. All right, I'm not going to get into a mediation here. But Nat, do you want to take? Nat, do you want to take? A I think the one of the biggest issues, obviously, when people start training, is like the lack of energy that they have mm. when when they're going through the menopause. Yeah. And when, or then when they're perimenopausal, and it's just and it's like the lack of sleep as well. Um, you just generally feeling down, and I think mm. that really does have an impact impact on their day to day life. But also, yeah. when it comes to their training, like you can't exactly say, "Oh, just get on with your training," yeah. because it's it's horrible. And then if you can't sleep as well mm. that evening, it really does have an impact. But I just don't think that it's spoken about as much when, as much as it's spoken about with like puberty, mm. when when teenagers are going through that yeah. that side of their life like this side it's not really spoken about but yeah yeah i don't know Just, if there are, if there are any any best ways that you, you can uh, advise people of handling this when it comes yeah. to comes to training like, or anything lo- like lots that lots of females are on hrt some of them are not yeah and that makes it's, a big difference there's not actually that many people that are actually on it it's becoming more popular now well, you but know, because there was a study i think it was hmm. maybe 15 years ago, 20 years ago. A lot of women thought it wasn't good. That was could, you yeah, explain, exactly. could you explain HRT for listeners, please? Uh, Hormone, hormonal replacement, replacement therapy. therapy. Yeah. It's basically a therapy that is used to yeah. obviously regulate hormones that go off whack during the yeah. men- menopause. Yeah. But originally, a lot of females thought it was bad for you, mm. so they didn't bother having it. Because of breast cancer. Because of breast cancer. Right. Now a lot yeah. of females are having it, we're seeing positive results from it. But there's still a shift. I think even yesterday there was something that came out. There's going to be a HRT therapy over the counter. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at these things. Mm. So times are changing, which basically means, again, people are not going to be that knowledgeable about it. Because it's fresh again. I think yeah. because it's to do because it's something to do with ageing, mm. that a lot of women and men, actually, do shy away from talking about it. Mm. Because... It's it's to do with aging. It's to do with getting older. But and maybe people think because they're perimenopausal that they are getting older. So some people may feel embarrassed about it, and exactly. it's nothing to be embarrassed about. Exactly. But I would love to see the data on how unhealthy you are versus how healthy you are, and the effects you get from it. That, whether would, that, that would be interesting. Whether that yeah. plays an impact on yeah. you, or whether you could be the fittest person on the world and it still didn't matter. Mm. I'd like to see that. I haven't really looked into that too much. I, d- I think I think that would be quite. A, again, there are a lot of variables for a study mm. to actually be done on that. Obviously, but, but no, it's no, all that, that it's a hormonal. It's a hormonal <clears throat> shift. So no matter how healthy or unhealthy you are, it's still going to have an impact on you. Yeah. Because even if you're the healthiest, fittest person in the world, you're still going to have a big hormonal shift. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think Annie's talking about the severity of the I impact that severe, yeah. will probably have, have have on your body. But no, that 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 is curious. Um, I think that's something we could we could maybe touch on in another episode of the podcast. And also, like, how at what age you get it? Does it affect you at different stages? Because some people have hate, have um, the menopause a lot earlier than other people. So then, how does that change the response you get? If someone mm-hmm. have an early menopause, is it more severe than someone that has a late menopause, or when it should? statistically on average happen yeah. how does that change because I've had clients that have had really early menopauses mm-hmm. and I meet them after they've had their menopause and they're fit as a fiddle we don't have to deal with it similarly I'm having clients that are going through it currently and they're like just on HRT or not mm-hmm. and you can definitely see the ones that are on HRT are responding so much better than the ones that are not in terms of the, mm-hmm. being under control with themselves uh, yeah, I think the the biggest problem is the um, the the lack of rest, the lack of concentration, and when these women are still in great jobs and they have a family to to look after and to and to support and to provide for, and they want to also look after themselves, but. You can't do but that. But there's, there's definitely... Three hours sleep. I've had a lot yeah. of clients log, the, log stuff and there's definitely trends associated with triggers mm-hmm. because although some of this stuff is uncontrollable, there are definitely things that sensitise them to not exaggerate the feeling of it, but there's other sensations that they will confuse with the same sensation you get because of the menopause. Mm-hmm. So then it doubles it up. Mm-hmm. So by doing those things, it's like you get the pop problems you get with the menopause but you're in control of the stuff that isn't and you're not confusing the two and that's really important I think when you're training someone yeah ultimately yeah. looking after your your nutrition and your exercise is gonna help yeah a so, hell yeah. of a lot yeah, absolutely I mean, I mean to, to, to just move us on a little bit from um, from menopause um, I was just gonna ask you guys we were talking about all the people that you can spot in the gym um, what are some what are some of the trends that you see when you uh, when you see an old person in the gym? I don't know if, if there's any any particular correlations yeah. that you usually see because I can I could rattle off. A yeah, few. I, one of the real funny ones is old school style warm ups because oh, yeah. they are aware they need to warm up a lot. Yeah, but, yeah like yeah. warm warming up in general has changed a lot over mm. the last twenty years. So you see like all these weird static stretches or oh, yeah. you know the one where you got two feet together and you're rolling your knees around. Oh yeah, like no, that's every that, dad that's has done one. it. Or mm. like cross your leg over, reach down your hamstring. It's like mm. these things have been proven to do not much, but they're still rolling with those mm. warm ups. So yeah, that's you one of them. Tighten them up. I think it's the it's the, it's the tucked in t shirt into the yeah. really really high shorts as yeah. well. That's a, <laughs> or like a, a knee that's sleeve. A look. Oh yeah, it's yeah, like the obligatory <laughs> knee sleeve on one knee when it's the elbow that hurts anyway. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> maybe you're wearing this knee sleeve that'll fix the knee problem like let's yeah. let's not do some do some remedials let's yeah. just bang a knee sleeve on we'll be all right yeah <laughs> i think it's just the chatting it absolutely is. or the perm yeah. when the perm turns up oh what a look yeah. i might get a perm the I'm one mama from it. the 70s that my mum's got a perm comes in with a johnny bravo <laughs> perm <laughs> yeah, I, I think it. it's just the chatting. It really, like, I mean, I'll, I'll be mid cell. I'll be going I for a PB. No, so, yeah. no, 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 no. Or no. you get that one old boy that turns up, iron, iron maiden guy, just sticks all the metal plates on old oh, school. Yeah. Oh, Can't yeah. even put his hands anywhere. So it like goes into the squat rack. 
there's, power there's, some, there's some old, old man strength. You know them with old some, man with, ones. With some, there's some blokes who are just like, I've been it's just, creaking, but I've been I've been benching for fifty years. Yeah. Still it's creaking, rap out 100 but it's... like it's nothing. No, mate, no, it does. They're like, me. oh, my knees, it's been a hard day at the office. <laughs> Not the office, on the site. And then they come in and like, fucking, you're looking at them thinking you're going to break. But they've been doing it for 100 years, so it's like standard. It's yeah, at the point where exactly. you're like, ah, well, you're there now. No, honestly, if I swear to God, if, if one more like old boy comes up to me and tries to chat to me whilst I'm like, Psyching myself up, you know, when you're doing your deep breaths, you're shaking your head. You got you got the drop ready on your music and stuff like that. And then someone says, "I remember when I used to lift weights <laughs> like that." Or like, or is, what's the oh, other one? Is that, I, I really that. need to start stretching, but I just don't find the time. <laughs> yeah. And then they do like the weirdest exercise, heavy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the bit you enjoy, isn't it, Andy? Here we are. The old fucking rotisserie. R- rotisserie? Rotisserie. Are you sure? Rotis- you mean roastery? Roastery. Roastery, there I you like go. chicken, by the way. We got there eventually. Anyway, on that note, this is this is a, a, a quick Max's Coffee Corner. Just, just I'm, I'm just doing this for you, Andy, more instant. than anything. The Some of the listeners enjoy it. <laughs> um, but uh, this week, I thought I'd talk about um, Arabica versus Robusta. Um, just because you see that on, a, on, a, on the front of a lot of coffee I always packets. see Arabica, and I think it's a 100% Arabica. I've never heard of Robusta. Robusta is the other kind of coffee. Realistically, you get two two different kinds of plants you can get your coffee from, uh, an Arabica or a Robusta. I actually thought Um, it was Arabic. (laughs) Wallahi, I thought that, bro. Oh, Arabic, but then it also says it's from Brazil. Bro, I've never looked at that. I just thought it was like, Wallahi, I thought that, bro. (laughs) Well, no, the difference between the plants is, um, and the reason why um, Arabica is... um, 99% 99% of the time going to be the better option is Robusta. As the name kind of indicates, it's a much more robust plant. It can deal with much harsher conditions, pests, bits and pieces, um, and you can grow it in, in, in a, a greater variety of climates, so it's easier to produce. So most of your mass-produced coffee will either be Robusta coffee or a, a, a blend of the two. Um, it's also cheaper. Um, there, there are a few little, like, little micro-lots. There's, there's like... Um, uh, speciality robusta, which is kind of making like, a little bit of a of, of a surgence, um, you might say. But ninety nine percent of the time, if you go for arabica, you'll get a you'll get a much better cup of coffee because it just gives you a it gives mm. you a naturally sweeter, um, more flavoursome cup. All right. So if arabica you know when there's a mix, yeah, arabica, yeah. Arabica. You know when there's a mix, like it's not because they always say 100% arabica. Yeah, you can get so a blend if, of the two. Yeah. Okay. Most of All your right. most of your mass-produced stuff, so your 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 Starbucks, your Costa, etc., will probably be a blend of the two. Unless um, you go to McDonald's, they've got 100% arabica. Oi, oi, there you I go. These both straight. Oh, oh, by arabica. the way, I should I should also also indicate that by it being an arabica coffee does not make it a high quality coffee either. Okay. It is the better option of the two, but it's like okay. saying uh, you, you're having a, a, I don't know, a BMW means it's a good one. You can get you know shit BMWs. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, don't don't perceive that as a as a hallmark. But in general, if you're buying speciality, Arabica is the one for you. Okay. Is there more than those two? Uh, no. So, well, as, 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 as far as my knowledge goes, it is it is just those two that are on a mass mass scale. So you, you see, like you know, like Turkish coffee, Greek coffee, you know, mm. like what is that? Is that Arabica or 
it could be either, mate. Like, this, so that you, completely you tastes different to. Which yeah, that's, that's the brew. Made. That's the brew method. So, but, no, so but Turkish true, Turkish coffee stresses me out because it's honestly disgusting. But um, Turkish people stress me. You, you, joking, you, isn't <laughs> joking, isn't it? See why for life. See why for life. <laughs> Cheers, Manamu. Oh mate, no. Nah, Turkish coffee is just uh, you. You basically uh, blitz the hell out of your coffee, uh, put loads of sugar in it, water, and boil the fuck out of it. Mm. Um, and then that's your that's your cup of coffee, and then you've also then got all the sediment, all, sediment, the, shit, yeah. all the shit at the bottom. It, mate, it's all, it's, you've burned the do, coffee; it's um, bitter. That that's why work. you've got to add like all the tell, sugar. Tell your future, don't they? Do you like yeah, you turn it upside down and you yeah, can you do like, like just tea, tea, that's just tea leaves, isn't it? Tea no. leaves in coffee. Yeah, you, no, it's no, like no, the coffee. You read, you read the, the coffee. Read the coffee. Read the coffee. Read the coffee. The coffee. Oh, it tells you your history. You nah. Turn it upside down, and the way it goes, they like man and more. You're gonna be rich when you're older. I can see from the bloody coffee the way it dripped. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> I can tell. Your voices are honestly. You're gonna bloody meet point. the woman, and she's gonna have so much fucking money. I see. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Thank you all very much for listening to this episode of the More Than Muscle podcast. Follow us on the socials, uh, PT Nat Sylvester, PT Andy Polides, Max Odd Fitness, uh, Annabelle's Lifting, who will appear on well, one of one these time. episodes. <laughs> one we'll, time. We'll get we'll there. We'll get there. get her in. She's too, she's too busy with clients and that, isn't she? <laughs> 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 Off to a flying start. Um, Morethanmuscle.co.uk if you'd like some more information about personal training as well. Thank you guys all so much for listening. Thank you very much. Stay young. Stay young forever. (laughs) Peter Panett. (laughs) Peace.